Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of PRI Talk. I'm not doing a five-minute recruiting episode today, uh, so if you're used to only listening to me for five minutes, uh, feel free to strap in for a little bit longer. Because uh, I got a couple things I wanted to um, talk with you guys all about today. Uh, the first one being the Duke BYU uh, situation, call it an incident, a racist incident. I do want to hit on that briefly. Um, obviously, the part that doesn't need to be said, I'll say again, it's been said a lot. Uh, there, there's no place for uh, racism in our sport at all. There's zero forms of it should be allowed uh, at any time. Um, what uh, the, the Duke athlete, I believe her name is Rachel, um, and her teammates went through for that match was awful and terrible. Um, and those types of incidents are bad, awful, terrible, horrible, uh, and evil. Um, and, and so <clears throat> that obviously, um, I, I can say in fair fairness and, uh, no athletes have to go through any situation where they are being, uh, demeaned and demoralized and attacked, uh, with, with, uh, racist slurs and things like that from the stands that shouldn't ever be the case. Um, this is obviously not a, uh, one of those shows so where I'm going to talk about that subject the entire time. Um, but I do think it's important to, to hit on it briefly. Um, just so you have the context. And if you haven't heard, um, there was uh, a fan, I think all of reports have said there was just a single fan that was yelling, uh, racial slurs towards, uh, I guess it was specifically one player, um, on the Duke roster, but I think encompassing, um, all of the uh, black athletes on uh, the the Duke roster. Uh, apparently, this is someone in the BYU fan section. I think it was the student section, uh, if I'm if I'm uh, not mistaken. And apparently, this lasted the whole match. Okay, um, and so I, I spoke to the racist part of that. And 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 what I'd like to do is because I try to talk about volleyball and sports here. I, I want to move this into the the women's volleyball part. Um, of, of this conversation. And, and for me, um, when, when I first heard, uh, that it, that it happened and that it went the entire match. And that I think that the next day the AD came out and spoke like they had, they had matches the next day, the AD came out and spoke to the, the, the BYU, I guess the student section, uh, there's video of him. I know, uh, coach Olmstead posted something on Instagram as well. Um, the, the day after, and, and I think, a lot of the attacks uh, from the talking heads on ESPN were about that they didn't act swiftly and and things like that, and they should have nipped it in the butt, blah blah blah, and they should have. Okay, um, but but my perspective on the the situation when when things go not the way they're supposed to, and maybe quote unquote bad things happen um, on a volleyball court. Um, Things don't happen quickly or swiftly, um, and and I think that's because it's a women's sport. So that's kind of how I, I'm, how I'm taking this perspective, and, and maybe I can uh, get get some grace there for for. And I'm not glossing over the racist part of that. Like I said, I wanted to hit that from the beginning, um, and, and talk about how what the talking heads are missing as far as. Um, this situation in my mind and why they're attacking BYU for their slow response, which it was a slow response, I'm not negating that. But I think the reason is why. Um, 
The reason why is because it's a women's sport. Okay. If, if this was a men's basketball match, um, if this was even, even if this was a, a football game, stuff like this was happening at the football game, those people, that one person would have um, been ejected and escorted off the field and out of the arena instantly. Okay. If this was, and, and this is my, my claim, this was a, a men's basketball sport. If this was a football situation, those people would have been ejected immediately. Okay. Um, and, and, and it, it doesn't happen on, on a women's court. And, and that is from this perspective of, um, we don't have to worry about it. There's not as many people. Um, we don't, we don't have the quote unquote manpower to handle that type of situation, all the excuses. Okay. Uh, but there's no excuse for this type of situation going any longer than like a minute or maybe two minutes. You get people there in place and then you remove the person, boom, end of story. We move on. Um, and, and to me, uh, this reminded me so much of what happened at the NCAA tournament, uh, a couple years ago. We had the, the men's tournament and the women's basketball tournament. Um, I, I believe they were in the same arena playing, right? Or at least close together. And we had the, the men's uh, workout room and we had the women's workout room, which wasn't even a room. It was like just a, a cornered off area of the convention center, right? And, and the men got this huge workout uh, space for them. And, and I said at the time, how many people... Did, signed off on that. How many people went, yes, this is acceptable. And, and it has to be dozens. And, it, and it's all up and down the NCAA, right? And so you just, you carry that over to uh, even a school like BYU with their volleyball, which is a uh, perennial house. I mean, BYU is is one of those non-Power 5 schools like Creighton. I mean, BYU is joining uh, Big 12 ne next year, I believe, or the year after. Um, but Creighton and BYU have been top 25 programs not being in a Power 5 conference. And so this volleyball is a big deal at BYU, right? You have a lot of fans there. You're a really, really good program. You're playing in ACC school. Um, there's really no excuse for handling a situation slowly or lacklusterly or not having the people in place to handle this type of situation. Uh, and so you have coaches that know what's going on you have referees that know what's going on hopefully you have admin that knows what's going on and you got the people around this person that know what that know what's going on you stop the match completely refs get down from the stand uh athletes sit down and drink water and you wait for this person to get removed and then you continue volleyball again and and, and this again this points to how we how i believe we handle a lot of um, women's sports at the college level from, uh, from an administration perspective. Okay. Um, I've been in volleyball matches where athletes were coming down onto the court, touching me. Okay. I've got parents walking across the court and absolutely nothing was done. Okay. Nothing. Uh, and, and I was told that, that you can't eject players when they come down on the court. And I said, I don't believe that at all. If, if, People come down on the football field during a football game, you kick them out. People come down on the basketball court during a basketball game, you kick them out, right? So why can't why can't that standard hold true for volleyball? And, and I think it's because we, it's a women's sport, so we don't worry about it. Um, and, and again, back to the the men's and women's uh, basketball NCAA basketball tournament a couple of years ago. This this we handle it the same way. Ah, oh, it's women's basketball. We won't do as much for them, and we sign off on uh, a couple dumbbells and like a balance ball, 
right? This is all the girls need. They don't need anything else. Meanwhile, we have an entire floor um, open and available for with with racks and things like that. Okay, so it's it's one of the issues with 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 how administrations handle women's sports. I think they just they do a poor job. Um, and, and why someone was not told from the beginning, hey, this is going on, and that person wasn't instantly removed, or why the refs weren't told and say, hey, we're going to stop this game until uh, that person is removed. Because I, and here's the thing that's probably should frustrate a lot of people. Um, in obviously the, the the racist part of this should frustrate a lot of people, but the other part too, if you had noisemakers, so if you just had noisemakers in. Uh, a, a gym, a uh, volleyball, basketball game, uh, artificial noisemakers are not allowed on, at NCAA uh, events, at indoor events. If you just had no- noisemakers, those stupid uh, soccer bugles that were big, what, like a decade ago for the World Cup, you had those, you had shakers, you had whatever, any sort of artificial noisemakers, they, they would stop the game almost immediately and and remove those. Or, or they would have someone up there taking those away. But you don't have any administration over in the student section at, at, a, at a game like this. When you have, I didn't look at the, uh, the crowd attendance. I should have, but you got probably a couple hundred students there and you have no one over there. That, that just, it blows my mind. But again, I'm back to this is how administratively we handle a women's sport. And I think that that has to change if, if we're going to, create this level of clout and respect and 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 what we the level of uh push that we need to have for volleyball we, we have to take it seriously uh and i and i think um we've proven that that we're not and, and i and i wish i wish uh Stephen a and billis and whoever else was i think uh michael Irvin talked about it on on first take i think they were talking about it on first take i wish they would talk about volleyball outside of this uh, this racist context. I wish they would talk about volleyball in a normal um, context and talk about the sport and talk about the athletes and how fantastic they are as people and how fantastic athletically they are. Right. Um, I wish those guys would put themselves in a situation where they could talk about volleyball um, outside of this type of context. But again, it's, 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 it's how we treat administratively um, women's sports at the college level, unfortunately. All right, so we'll get into something maybe a little less uh, intense, <laughs> maybe. Uh, the uh, the discussions around doubles calls uh, are always, um, at least from my perspective, interesting and, and sometimes fun. Everyone has a different opinion on, on this as far as we should keep doubles, get rid of them, blah, 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 blah. I don't, um, I'm from the perspective that we should keep the doubles call. I think it, it helps the game. The setter has, and will should always be a skill position. And I had, uh, I posted a blog about this on Monday, um, and just kind of ran through a couple uh, notions and ideas and had a parent comment. And she said, as you know, my daughter is a setter and she works really hard and, she should be rewarded for the work that she's put in uh, to be a good setter, right? And so uh, I think part of it comes from that. The the issue, and, and I talked about this in the blog, is with, with doubles is it's a subjective call, right? So um, 
that that's one of the, the the hardest things is well that wasn't a double well that was a double and it should have been called it's not a double and and, and it shouldn't have been called or or should be called or whatever when when we talk about doubles what what i tried to communicate in in the blog post and i'll, I'll dive more into detail here was i was I don't think this is as big of an issue as we're making it or we make it. Um, and, and I went through statistically and, and I'll talk about that here um, in a little bit, uh, a little bit more. But I want to go through some of these uh, quotes and, and quote unquote arguments uh, from these two coaches. So this is a post uh, that I saw. I took a screenshot of it. Who posted it? I don't, I, it doesn't matter. Um, I will mention the two coaches that are mentioned for saying these things because they're mentioned for saying these things. Uh, I don't know if they did. There's no reference to an article or a podcast or anything where they actually said these things. This is just their uh, statements. And so we'll kind of go through their their quote unquote arguments and, and, we'll, and we'll go from there. Uh, the first one is from uh, uh, Mike, who's the head coach at Central Michigan. Um, he says, what other sports have officials involved in quality of execution from one player to another? And, and this, I, okay, but... And I'll make this I'll, I'll make this statement a couple other times. I feel like volleyball is a very unique sport, okay? Um, and and I think that you could maybe uh, apply it to a double dribble or a traveling, right? So that's in some ways it's it's a skill piece of the game, right? Uh, and I know NBA doesn't care about double dribbling or traveling, but at the lower levels, we definitely care about it, right? It's still part of the game. It's still part of the rules and part of the process. Um, and, and so I, I think it's something that, uh, we should hold on to as, as a, as a skill piece. Okay. Is, is this the only, uh, sport that has this small kind of snippet rule of player to player thing? Uh, I mean, potentially, uh, I, I, we would have to talk about every other sport, right? Soccer players can't pick up the ball with their hands and throw it to one another. Okay. So I, I, I don't necessarily know if that's a reason enough to cancel doubles. Okay. Um, the, the post goes on to say, imagine if a 40 yard completion of football was ruled incomplete because the ball had a little wobble to it instead of a perfect spiral. Peyton Manning would have, have never had a career. Okay. So uh, Peyton Manning, yes, he threw a lot of lame ducks as a quarterback, but he was still a really good quarterback. He could still throw accurately, even though he was throwing lame ducks. Uh, so that's a unique um, exception. Uh, part two, right? When we're when we're setting, we don't want the ball to spin because it makes it more accurate. With a football, you it has to spin uh, when you throw it; otherwise, it's not going anywhere, really. Um, or you're just shovel passing it or, or whatever. So I don't necessarily think that that's necessarily an argument. Uh, or a goal disallowed in hockey because the puck went on edge before a one-timer. Again, not, not an issue. The, they don't stop the game every time the puck goes on an edge. Okay. Um, so, or an alley-oop waved off because the ball spin too much. Okay. So these are, these are really, really reaching. And, and in my, in, from my perspective, not really comparable uh, to the sport. Um, and so we're comparing apples to oranges, uh, is, is at least a fair, uh, context here. The double on the first contact, uh, was going to ruin the game as well. I never thought that. Um, I mean, I remember when I was in high school, uh, the, the, you couldn't play the service receive ball with your hands. Right. And now we just, we just don't teach really to service receive the ball with your hands. Most, most clubs, college programs, we don't see a lot of service receive balls taken, uh, with hands. 
Um, so the double on first contact isn't necessarily an issue. Um, I would argue that there was a time I felt like as a coach that when when doubling the first contact was allowed, uh, referees just started calling it a lift because uh, you could still lift on the first contact or I'm, maybe there's a more technical term than lift carry. I think someone yelled at me on Instagram uh, for calling it the wrong term. I don't necessarily care. You know what I'm talking about. So that's really all that matters. Um, uh Sport seems to be doing just fine. The most skilled players will excel. If you think a hack setter is going to locate well enough consistently with garbage, double contacts all the time, I disagree. And I would. I, I disagree. I don't think a hack setter uh, that's, that's quote-unquote doubling the ball all the time is going to be very consistent or accurate. Um, you, just, you just aren't. So there's a, there's a piece to it there, right, uh, where, where we don't have, um, we're not necessarily in a situation where setters can just double and, um, do whatever they want to the ball and it still be, uh, done accurately. That part is fair. So I, I don't think if, if, and again, I would disagree with this. If we got to the point where the doubles went away, um, as a call on second contact, I, I don't think it would necessarily ruin the game. Um, I would think it would make it, uh, less pretty. I think it would take some of the skill piece out of a very, very skilled position, uh, which would be a huge bummer, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, and so, so that's so that was the the first part. The second part is from uh, Sam, who this this post says the assistant coach of Baylor. Uh, she is now the head coach at SMU. Um, I actually do know Sam. I think she's a really good coach. I hope she's really good at SMU. So this is I'm not again I'm not trying to call out these coaches as being wrong. I just am giving a, let's this is the argument that's put in front of me. So let's talk about the arguments put in front of me. Um, this says, uh, from Sam volleyball is more fun for the coaches and players when points have to be earned. I, I, I agree. Uh, but we still are in a sport where you don't have to earn all of your points, right? You earn points on service errors. Still, you earn points on hitting errors. Still, um, you earn points, uh, when they contact the ball four times on their side still. So, uh, unless we're taken out, Unless you only earn points, unless you only get a point when uh, you, if the other team touches the net and and you don't get a point for that, um, that would be a bummer, right? So again, I'm not not sold. Um, easier and more consistent to coach and more official sub, subjectivity is removed. Okay. Uh, the, the coaching part I've already hit on. Um, I, again, I think this is a skill position and should always be a skill position. And, and I think if you looked at my blog post, uh, and, and no, no disrespect to all the setters from the other programs and stuff like that, but you see a pretty big difference. Um, go and look and see who those setters are, uh, from those top programs. I think I put Nebraska, Baylor, uh, Texas state, I think was next as far as the, the ranking, as far as ball handling errors being called on those teams. Um, I, I mean, there, there's a, there's a level, there's a, a, a an increase in, uh, doubles ball handling errors at, at the lower levels. I don't think it, it, it increases um, exponentially, right? Uh, but but we do hit some certain levels with the level of setter uh, and and just the, the level of play. I think there's, there's some correlation there um, at least. Um, so uh, back to this, um, easier, more consistent to coach. Uh, the more officials sub subjectivity is removed. Okay. And a way better viewing experience for fans when confusing subjective rules regarding doubles are called looser, or in my opinion, and hope not called at all 
unless it is two very distinct and separate motions on the ball, a player sets themselves, then attacks. Okay, so this so this is where we're getting into um, so, some interesting things here. I don't think it's really confusing. If you watch volleyball for a little bit, I, I think you can tell. Um, I don't think it ruins the fan experience. I don't think, and I said this in the blog post, I don't think this has anything to do with volleyball not being on television, okay? If, 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 if the ESPN says, well, if you guys get rid of those, those double calls, then we can do it on, then, then we'll put more on TV. Okay. They are lying, right? There's nothing absolutely wrong with this sport. Um, viewer wise, uh, watching it is a fantastic sport to watch on TV live. It's even better live, right? Uh, there, there's nothing wrong with the sport, the sport in itself. And I talked about this in another blog post that we need to get more volleyball on TV. Um, there's nothing wrong with our sport. Our sport is great. It's fantastic. It has fantastic athletes. It has great coaches. We should be getting more TV time. We aren't because the people that are in charge of getting us on TV don't want us on TV. They just don't, right? Uh, and, and that's part of the issue. And so we have to stop uh, subjecting ourselves to the wants and needs of other people because even if we do it, they're not going to give it to us, okay? Um, volleyball has been growing. Um, our championship has been growing, viewership, all that kind of stuff. And they still won't put it on TV. And those were some of the things that they said uh, they've wanted. Um, but I digress. A way better viewing experience for fans when confusing subjective rules regarding doubles are called looser or, in my opinion, and hope not called at all unless it's two very distinct and separate motions on the ball, et cetera. So I, we either want them gone or we just we need to change the, the perspective a little bit. And, and I would be all for better training, less subjectivity, okay? More consistency across the board with referees. I would love that on the double call. That'd be fantastic. And, and I think that's what she's really going for here um, is, is because we don't have this consistency between referees uh, that we should just get rid of doubles altogether. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's fair or necessarily a great argument for getting rid of it, right? The issue, if the issue is the refs, okay then let's have better training with the refs like not, let's not get rid of a part of our sport that's been here for the last i i don't know 75 years that volleyball has been around let's not remove a skill position completely uh from from our rosters just because refs are are bad right and, and we as college coaches have this ability to score referees uh and and so when referees do a bad job score them poorly and, and I would and I would score refs poorly regularly if they did a bad job. Okay, I wasn't shy about it, but I would always get a call from our region rep. Hey, Jason, why'd you score so and so so low? And we would go through it, and I would put in the comments, "This is why um, she didn't handle this well. He didn't handle this well. He did this, this, and this, and it was really frustrating for our athletes in this situation. And he could have done better by doing this, this, and this. Right. So this is all training and, and all of us getting better. I think. Like I said, when you get down to maybe some of the lower levels, Division Two, uh, Division Three, and Division Two seem to be pretty similar as far as the amount of uh, ball handling errors called. Uh, again, we can dig into more stats if you want, um, but that might be the skill position, and it might just be referees also going. I'm going to call it more because it's quote unquote a lower level, and I should. Okay, and that sometimes is the mentality, and this is the, the same thing I tell parents. Right uh, at convention centers, referees don't get paid by uh the hour okay they get paid for the match and so when when referees when it goes three they don't want it to go three because they get paid less basically because they're doing more time 
and uh, and getting paid the same, right? So they don't get paid more when when sets go three. And so, uh, and this isn't harping on refs necessarily, but I just I kind of try to communicate. The referees are like, if I can get this match over, then I can get it over. And that's and that maybe might be an unfair statement to a lot of referees, uh, but I think there's at least some truth to that, right? Like if, if it's 14, 14 and you wouldn't normally make this call, but it, because it's a third set, you're like, Hey, I'll make this call and score a point and maybe we'll be done. Right. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll get attacked for attacking refs, but I know a lot of referees They're Most of them are good people. Okay. Um, in my opinion and hope not called at all, unless it's two very distinct and separate motions on the ball, a player sets themselves and then attacks. Okay. Um, so this is, this is the argument for getting rid of doubles. And I, and, and I just, I don't see necessarily in this post from these two coaches and maybe someone else can give me some better arguments. And I would love that. Um, give me some better arguments for, for getting rid of the double call. Tell me how detrimental it is to the sport. And, and the other, the other part of this too, right. Is we, we think a lot of times there's that one match where a lot of doubles were called. And I gave two examples in my blog post about this. Um, there's that one match where a lot of doubles were called and it was really frustrating and it was really hard. And, uh, everyone was up in arms and everyone was screaming doubles all the time and you know, yada, 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 right? That's what we think about when we think about doubles calls. And that's why we want to get rid of doubles. But that realistically doesn't happen very often. I can think of two situations where that happened. Um, one was, and that was just three years as a head coach, right? It happened twice. How many games did we play a year? 25? Um, so 75 games. And I had two of those situations were really frustrating. That's a really small percentage um, realistically. Okay. And I think too, if you look at the statistics, which I, I posted in the blog, um, some, and, and you can dive into more if you want, but realistically we're talking about one double being called per team per match. Okay. So two doubles being called in an entire match, um, at, at the elite levels. And sometimes a, a lot of times significantly less. Okay. When you get down to, uh, some of the some of the the different levels, um, Division Two. Again, just statistically, uh, you'll have three, uh, maybe a little bit more than three doubles called in a match. Okay, and, and the other part that I said too is not all these are coming from your setter. Some of these are going to come from your middle that double the ball, or or an outside that doubles the ball, or your libero setting out a system that doubles the ball. Right. So it's not just the skill position of the setter; it's other players that count for at least half. Um, of those double calls. And so again, one double call per team in a match, I, I don't think it's a huge deal. Three double calls uh, total in the entire match, probably not a huge deal. So I don't, like, again, we can have the discussion, I think, for getting rid of the double call altogether, but I think we need to really hone more down on the, the subjectivity piece and really have some hard conversations about what a double is. Uh, it shouldn't be based on spin. I can say that it should not be based on spin. You can double the ball and it come out clean. You can, right? Um, and, and I think that's wh where we have to have that, that discussion. Are we going to base it off spin or are we going to base it off it being an actual double contact? Okay. Um, but let's have the conversation about being on the same page about what a double is and what it is not. Um, but let's not just dump something, 
because you know we had one match where a double was called on match point and we lost the match because of it and we don't think that it was a double right that that's i feel like that's where a lot of this conversation at least from the coaching uh part comes from i know as a coach uh, you remember those uh those times where those things happened in a match that one time that you missed on an overpad that i mean it happened to us right so uh we, we were up 13 12 in the fifth set uh against i think it was north northwestern state um and uh overpass came and had my you know m1 in the front row she's like six two and i'm like she's gonna crank this down we're gonna go 14 12 we're gonna win this thing and i was super like as the balls go in the air right this is all going through my head and and she totally hit the ball into the bottom of the net on our side and uh ended up being uh tied at 13 13 we lost 15 13 okay so so then after that what did we do at least once a week for the next two years we worked on hitting overpasses and it, it never happened again right so uh, as coaches these things get stuck in our our brains these one situations and uh, and we just, we, we try to make sure that those things don't ever happen again. And we don't want them to happen again. No one wants a double called, uh, on match point. That's, that's awful. Okay. Uh, it's really awful for both sides, especially when, if you're playing great volleyball. Um, but, but again, I'm not convinced. Um, maybe some other people have some other arguments or discussion points for why we should get rid of the double calls. Um, if you can explain those to me, I would love to hear them comment section, shoot me a message. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this longer than normal episode of PRI Talk. And hopefully I will catch you here next week. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates, or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com. Check out my blog, or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media. Thanks for listening.